This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Right, mate. Time to dissect the Caulfield Cup. Of course, the uh, the big lead into the Melbourne Cup in a couple of weeks' time. You know, if you're not performing well here, very rarely do you perform well in the Melbourne Cup, because if you're not getting to the 2,400-metre trip, you're not going to be getting to the 3,200-metre trip in a couple of weeks, eh? 100%. Um, yeah, this is going to be a big one looking into the Cup. So, yeah, very excited. Caulfield Cup day is always a good day, so I'm, I'm keen. 100%. One of the uh, the big three, slowly becoming the big four in Australia with the Everest, but the big three, Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup, they all happen within a couple of weeks of each other. Um, very rare do you see horses... Running all three, often the big triple crown is the uh, the big goal for these middle distance staying horses. Obviously, they usually happen over the space of a couple of years. But Gold Trip last year tried to do all three, ran pretty decently in all three. Won the Melbourne Cup, second in the Caulfield Cup, and ran pretty good in the Co- Cox Plate. Gonna try and do the same thing this year. We'll discuss that whether or not he's gonna be a chance. But do you think there will be a Caulfield Cup? Melbourne Cup double winner? Or do you think that we should be staying away from that market? Bookies love to pump you with that market, but should we be having a play on anyone? Or the, only one I, the only one I would have a play on would be Francesco Guardi for the odds you could probably get on it, I think. Well, what's he paying? I think he's paying $16, $17 in this race for the Caulfield. And then that's probably the best value one I'd say. I'd say Gold Trip I'd probably stay away from personally because I think the money's probably not there. But... um. Yeah, it's pretty unlikely to see the double, but look, I'd, I'd be happy to see it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, last year, of course, won by Durston, not lining up as he has since retired. Second was Gold Trip. So, I mean, it's always a very entertaining race. Usually a pretty stacked field. Um, this year, I'm not so sure if it's been as stacked in the last few years, but still... Strong quality field that they've assembled. 18 runners that should have a decent chance of winning. There aren't a lot of horses you can completely put a pen through here. What do you think of the field in general? Yeah, there's good good value chances out there. So you can have one or two plays definitely on this race. Um, yeah, I'm definitely keen to have a punt. Um, but yeah, I think value is probably the play here, I think, personally. 100%. We'll discuss that when we go runner by runner because just like we did in the Everest, just like we're going to do in the Cox Plate, the Melbourne Cup and the Golden Eagle, we're going to go runner by runner and sh- sort the pretenders from the contenders punters. So we're going to tell you exactly who can win, who can't win and why. Okay? So that's what we're going to do runner by runner. We'll go 1 to 18. But first, Nick, let's go through the key stats that you need to know before making your tip in the Caulfield Cup. So you got five out of the last 11 winners have been internationally trained. Yes, a lot of international raiders head over come Cups time and they're often quite 
a bit better than our Aussie counterparts. You see many, many of the Melbourne Cup winners, at least in the last few years, if they're not internationally based, they started their careers internationally. So it definitely pays to look for those internationals. Also, nine out of the last 14 winners have paid over $10. So look for that value, like you said, Nick. 100%. I think that's the way to punt on this race. It's um, very competitive. A lot of horses are there. This is their grand final for a lot of them. There are some, like we said, will go on for the Melbourne Cup and, and others. But um, a lot of them will be targeting this race and will give it a, everything it's got. So, um, yeah, I'd go value personally. I don't think anything under $10. Personally, I can be putting comfortable money on. But, um, yeah. And then the next one, only five mares have won this in the last 30 years. That's an interesting one, mate. Uh, yeah, Very Elegant was one of them. That's the only one that comes to mind straight away because I love Very Elegant. But yeah, Montefilia, I think the only mare in the field this year. Uh, so she's already up against it there. Um, the fact that, you know, not many of them come and win in the last 30 years, was it, Nick? Only five? So, yeah. I mean, look for those boys. It's typically a boys race. Um then you've got 94 out of the 144 winners in history punters. So all throughout the Caulfield Cup history, 94 of them have been five-year-old or younger. And I believe there was some sort of statistic that over half in the last 30 years were four-year-olds. So definitely look for those younger horses. Maybe it's the fact that they're, you know, they're younger and they're stronger. You know, they've got a bit more zip to them to try and run out those uh, long distances with the fresh legs compared to the old boys still kicking around at eight and nine years old. Who knows? But typically, history says this is a young horse's race. Yeah, it is interesting because a lot of this field is sitting at, majority of it sitting at five years and over. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. So 100%. Nine of the last 20 winners have jumped from barriers 10 or wider, including four out of the last seven. Yes, and another barrier statistic, Barrier 1's never produced a Caulfield Cup winner. Usually, Barrier 1's one of the more popular barriers. It's the quickest way home, punters, but uh, not always the case in the Caulfield Cup. And the last one, mate, a horse has not won carrying over 58 kilos in the last 50 years. Yes, uh, when digging through for this stack, uh, this stat, sorry, I had to go all the way back until horses were determined by stone. St- not kilos and uh, grams, by stones, mate. Um, that's how long it's been since a horse has won by carrying over 58 kilos because, you know, you can say quite often they don't get that large of a weight, but there is one horse in the field this year over that weight with 58 and a half kilos. Gold trip, the field favourite. So something you have to take into uh, consideration. 58 kilos, they get up. They do. Like There's been a fair few of them in recent years that get up at the top weight because, you know, in a handicap, top weight is the best horse as gold trip has been Throughout his last two handicap races, he still gets up because he's the best horse in the race. But it might be 500 grams, the difference, but history says they don't come along around very often, 58.5 kilo winners. So Gold Trip is already up against it with that stat there. So it's very interesting to take those stats into account. Of course, with horse racing on the day, anything can really get up if the, the luck goes their way. But if you're more of a superstitial punter, if you're more of a like to go with the, twi- the trends and the stats, those could be interesting for you. But now it's time to go through runner by runner and we start with the number one horse in the field. Like we mentioned, we've already discussed him a little bit if he's got a chance to be winning on Saturday and go on to win the Melbourne Cup double. It's Gold Trip. 100%, mate. Uh, what, a, what a cracker to start with, I'd say. Um, look, it'd be crazy to go pretender. I'll say... 
I'll say contender to save my ass, but um, yeah, it's 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 got a chance, a good chance to win. I think it's um obviously it's Turnbull win, really oh, really huge. really suits um. But the the interesting one here is Mark Zara has booked in with without a fight early as they thought Gold Trip was going to the Cox Plate, so he's locked in with without a fight. So you got a new jockey on board who. We thought it was going to be Huey Bowman. It was meant to be Hugh Bowman. All of a sudden, Ben Mellum jumps on board. Ben Mellum has jumped on and then replaced him, which I think is a not a positive um, in my mind. So, look, I'll cover myself and say it's a contender, but wow, I just, yeah, I've got a lot of reasons to go against it. That's for sure. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stay away from it personally at the price at six dollars. I'll probably go out a little bit. I, I assume. Once they see, but yeah, 58 and a half kilos with Ben Mellum on board, who's definitely not one of the better jockeys in Melbourne. Do, don't get me wrong, he's a, he's a good jockey, but there's better. There's oh, better yeah, out there. There is better jockeys. Heaps out there. Um, and I just, I just don't see him riding Gold Trip to a win, and I'd love to be proved wrong at the 58 and a half kilos. Yeah, there's already a lot going against him, no matter the late jockey kerfuffle that was there. He's still planning on going to the Cox Plate, apparently, but. Caulfield Cup was not really on the agenda until late. And then that's where that whole thing with Mark Zara not being on boards happened. Hugh Bowman books, not booked all of a sudden. Ben Mellum on, 58.5 kilos, doesn't come around very often. Um, it's an interesting one. You said $6. My screen showing me $4.80, which is very short for such an open race, no matter how good he is. I will say he definitely is a contender. If you watched his Turnbull run, you'd know he's a contender. Anyone with a pair of eyes could say he is the top staying seed going into this uh, Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, uh, Melbourne Cup run. Because I think that's probably the best performance I've seen from a horse all year. It was just super, super impressive. He just waited for his moment to pounce and absolutely went on with the job. I'll get you the exact margin here. 1.8 lengths, but I mean, it seemed like bigger in the end, quite honestly. Um, But yeah, geez. Uh, Definitely a contender, but at the price... I wouldn't be getting on him. I would be hoping that he maybe drifts on on the day, hopefully. But, yeah, a contender, but not a bet. And you'll see that come up a couple of times with horses that I'm going to be going through. Um, without a fight next, Nick. Sorry, I'll just update. You are right, $4.80. I just went and checked double on my phone. Um, I think RaceNet has just given me the wrong bookie to start with. So $4.80 is probably your main price. But, yeah, that's definitely definitely even more of a reason for me. But um, we'll move to without a fight. It's contender or pretender, mate? Um, I'll go contender. I think it's a great horse. Mark Zara obviously has come out publicly and said he reckons when he was making the decision um, for Gold Trip potentially still coming um, and without a fight, he said in his head he'd worked out without a fight is a top three chance, if not wins it already as a horse. So that's great for me to, to look into. He's a great jockey. He's, he really runs well in these big races, had a great Turnbull, obviously, like we talked about with gold trip uh, cup last year, obviously. And then he came second last year in the, um, in the Corfield cup. Without a fight. No, Mark Zara. Oh yeah. yeah yes. Mark Zara, of course. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, um yeah, yeah no, definitely, he's in form. definitely a contender mate. So, um, I'll take it there. Second up. It's first up run you could probably forgive but um yeah second up it's going to look very nice and it's going to be fitter and yeah it's definitely a contender 
Yeah, 100%. Sorry for that confusion. I thought you were talking about without a fight because, as you remember, I was on him in the Melbourne Cup last year and boy, oh boy, did I have egg on my face. Once the heavens opened up, the rain came down and it absolutely ruined his run because he's an out-and-out dry tracker, as we found out pretty quickly. Um, went to the Winter Carnival in Brisbane, absolutely pissed in a few runs, showed us what he can really do, really impressed me. I decided I was going to follow him wherever he went, followed him into the Underwood, Strong run without placing, just found himself stuck on the fence, didn't get to the outside till about the 200 metre mark, which is where he really started to lengthen, looked like he had a lot left in the tank, so up to the 2400 metre distance of the Caulfield Cup looks awesome for him, and of course, like we said, Marks are in ripping form, he knows how to get it done in races like this, and the fact that he ends up on without a fight compared to Gold Trip, no matter the kerfuffle that it happened to cause it, I think he is... a a leading contender, if not the leading contender. So I'm very confident without a fight should be there in the finish. Contender for me. As we go to the Japanese Raider, Nick, Beret Cup. And I don't know a lot about this horse because I don't know a lot about Japanese racing, but I know that Japanese horses are very much so proven in the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups. And they've even taken out a few of the additions in the last 10 years. I believe two in the last 10 years have been Japanese horses coming over here first up. So what are your thoughts on Breakup? Uh, there's not much that I know about it, and it's um I try to do some research on um on him, but not much I can really find. It's um yeah, it came from what I can see from its form. Its its last three runs weren't too red hot. The first one first up was probably its best, so it looks like it runs best at the first up. Um, yeah, it's run some long distance um out there, so it's running at the three thousand, three thousand two hundred. So he'll get the um, trip, which is. He'll get, the, he'll get the trip, which is a good sign if you want to look there, punters. But um, I think this might be a bit of fitness going into the Melbourne the Melbourne Cup for me. So, um, yeah, I can't entertain a bet personally. Um, I'm going to, I don't know, pretender. I'll just go with that. Go pretender? Yeah, uh, there's not too much for me to go off where I can have a bet confidently, so I'll go pretender. Yeah, I'm going to tentatively go contender. He's probably right on the fringe for me. I've looked into him. They say out there that he's probably, you know, a better chance in the core field than he is the Melbourne because, of course, Melbourne, even more international Raiders come over and the likes of Vauban, who is the favourite for the Melbourne Cup. Some say that break up, good enough to beat this field, not good enough to beat the likes of Vauban. But Damien Lane seems to be very confident on him. The trainers reckon that they said... We're here to win both cups, and we're confident in both of them as well. Yeah, well. So the camp is very confident. I'm going to have him as a contender purely because it's Damien Lane. Damien Lane, he loves a Japanese horse, and he loves riding in Japan. They love him in Japan, so I'm not surprised that he's booked here for a Japanese raider. So he has the experience riding those sort of horses, and I think it's pure jockey to get him over the line here. Like I said, he might come out and blow them away uh, because I don't know a lot about him, but... To say he's a contender in my mind is purely because I know Damien Lane's one of the best in Australia. He's one of the best international jockeys to go over to the likes of, you know, England, Hong Kong, Japan, and get the job done over there. So, yeah, $8, $2.80 each way. I don't know if I'll be betting on him, but I think I'm going to have him in the exotics. I think he'll be nice and strong late and potentially find his way in there, and he's a winning chance slightly. He's right on the fringe for me. As we move to Montefilia, like we said, mares don't often win this race. The last one was very elegant a few years ago but only five in the last 30 years. you got Blake Shin on board. Was meant to be Nash Rorilla, but I believe either Nash has been suspended or something of that nature to take him off late. 
which means Blake Shin gets the ride, which, I mean, is not an upgrade. It's not a downgrade. It's probably, you know, you're going from one of the best jockeys in Sydney to the best jockey in Melbourne currently. So what are your thoughts, Nick? Pretender or contender? It's tough because um, last start was tremendous. It was such a good run. It was great. But um, the one before that with just fine going behind them, you look at that kind of form and you think, oh, is it good enough to win a Caulfield Cup? I'm going to give it a go after its last run. I thought I was really impressed with its last run. Um, and some of the stats do kind of point towards her if she wants to get it done. So uh, Montefilia is going to be a contender in my eyes at $14. This is going to be my first pretender of the field. Uh, she is the uncatchable horse in my mind. Whenever I'm on, she flops spectacularly. Whenever I'm off, she does what she did last start and comes out and smashes them. Um, I mean, she's come fourth in this race the last two editions. So clearly she gets the trip. Clearly she can hang with the best of them. But I can't entertain her as a winning chance. She's definitely going to go in my exotics because obviously she can be there, thereabouts. But I don't know. I can't see her winning. And as much as I like her and I would love to see her get up, I yeah, can't see her winning, so it has to be a pretender for me. Now we move to five, Francesco Guardi. This is the interesting one, mate. $19 currently, $5 to place. What are your thoughts? Contender or pretender on the Guardi? Uh, contender. I think it's been really looking for this race um, leading up for the distance. Um, ran seventh, I think, in the Turnbull. Um, wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, it's just looking. It's been extra four hundred meters here. It's it's got the fitness. It's actually had the probably the perfect prep in order for peak fitness into these runs. Um, and if it doesn't win this one, it it, it it can have a crack in the cup. So I'm going to go contender. The only thing that really worries me is the barrier. But um, J-Mac on board, I think he understands the plan. And yeah, Francesco Guardi is a definite contender. Yeah, contender for me. We've been saying all spring long, he's getting ready for the cups. All three of his starts so far this prep have been playing without really doing anything. But he was just purely stepping up in distance every start, gaining that fitness for this race and the Melbourne Cup. Okay. It's purely what Waller's been doing. I don't think he's been sent out to win in any of those races. J-Mac jumps on board here. Last time J-Mac rode him, Mooney Valley absolutely stormed in uh, last year, and that's when Waller went, oh, I probably should have paid up for the Melbourne Cup because he probably wins it. Um, So, yeah, so J-Mac knows this horse, and he gets out of 54 kilos punters. That's significant because J-Mac hasn't had to ride that light in a while because he's been good enough to only pick up rides at 56 kilos and above. He hasn't needed to ride uh, light because he's been in so high demand by the big stables, he can ride at whatever weight he wants. He'd be able to rock up any given day and say, yeah, I'm only riding 60 kilo chances. And, you know, the stables would be like, all right, mate, done. So the fact that he's gotten down in weights to be able to ride this horse tells me that he's confident in its abilities because it, he wouldn't do it if he didn't want to. 100%. So definite contender. I think he'll be pretty strong late. And at $19, the price is definite each way value there. We move on to West. Oh, he, just so I talk about it, he's blown out to $21. Even more value there oh, for wow. punters if you like him. He's into 20 plus. West Wind blows. Number six. Okay, this is the one that I said last start was a bit of X-factor about it, considering it had some good form lines in Europe. Paddington, one of the best horses in the world, according to those who are the the experts when it comes to talking European racing, comes out and comes second behind a very gallant gold trip in the uh, Turnbull. So, Nick, contender or pretender for the Jamie Spencer-ridden West Wind Blows? 
contender. Looked amazing in the Turnbull. Um, loved its run. Um, second place, yeah. I wasn't nothing too fault. Definitely best horse behind Gold Trip there. Gold Trip was insane. Don't get me wrong, but wow, what a run from um, West Wind Blows. So yeah, can't complain here. I think it's a genuine contender. Um, it's probably my best short price horse in my opinion. The one best horse under ten dollars, I think, for a betting point of view, would be West Wind Blows in my opinion. Fair enough. I think this horse can win punters, but I wouldn't be betting on him. Again, like I said with Gold Trip, I think he's unders at $6. Just like Gold Trip's a bit unders at $4.80 in such a wide race, $6 for this horse when he hasn't won above 2,200 metres. Uh, he also needs to find a way to turn the tables on um, Gold Trip. But he does get a bit of a weight swing there. He drops a couple kilos off the Turnbull while Gold Trip jumps up in weight, so maybe that helps. Um but, I mean, you think about it. Gold Trip was a $5 fave here, $4.80, sorry. West Wind Blows only a dollar extra, considering the fact that Gold Trip was lengthening at the end of that turn. Well, West Wind Blows was starting to maybe tire down a little bit. At least that's how I looked at the race. Difference, but. I think the fact that he's drawn second barrier, he'll get that easy lead, he'll dictate the race, plus that four-kilo swing is what brings him into it. I think that's the only reason he can turn the tables, which is why I have him as a contender. But at $6, no. No bet. Winning chance, yes. But bet, no. So we move to non-conformist. I've got him as a pretender. Boy, I wish I could have him as a contender. I love this horse. But he's proven time and time again he can't hang with the big boys. Yeah, can't do it. Uh, Is that all you got to say about non-conformist? Yeah. Fair enough. We move to Sulcum. Yeah, interesting one, this one. It was definitely... um Bit of a forgotten horse, just everyone kind of hopped off and then it had that first win down in Melbourne and it's um it's ran pretty decent since. Came third, obviously, in the same Turnbull stakes that we're looking at for a lot of form here. Yep, 1.75 lengths. Um, yeah, definitely contender. Um, but yeah, probably a bit short as well. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think he's justified at a price of... $6. I think he's right around the mark compared to a West Wind Blows because he was only getting going late. These are his sort of races where he likes this sort of distance, the 2,400 and above. That's what he was brought here to do. Remember last year when he came out Melbourne Cup week and absolutely smashed them and immediately firmed into Melbourne Cup favouritism for this year? While that was a bit of an overreaction from the market, I mean, it's because he showed us what he can do over the long distances. And again, similar to Francesco Guardi. He's just been getting stepped up in distance as he goes. I don't think anyone expected him to win first up, especially at the distance he was at. I think he was only at 1,700, whereas he is much better at 2,300, 2,400 and above. Before then, he hadn't won at anything below 2,300. Okay? So... He's an interesting one, but we know he's probably going to miss the start. We know he's probably going to go quite a far back because that's just the way he operates. But he's got the turn of foot to be able to catch him in the end. Um, The barrier, six, probably perfect. If he had barrier one, he probably gets shuffled really far back. But Craig Williams, he can be a bit proactive here, try and get some cover, maybe not finish completely last in the run as well. So... I don't know. If you leave him out of your exotics, I think you're a crazy man. I think he's going to be storming home into that top four. Whether or not he gets over the top of them for the win remains to be seen, but he's definitely a contender. Uh-huh. As we move to number nine, Duke de Cesar, Mayor and Uses Train, John Allen Ridden, $31 to win currently. What are your thoughts, Nick? I pretend I don't really want to waste my time. Don't want to waste your time with Duke de Cesar. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. This is a weird horse. Like, he came over with a lot of hype around him, uh, especially after, you know, running a really strong Doncaster Mile without really threatening. I know 10th out of 14 doesn't read well, but he was good. He chased steadily. He was strong late. And that's really been his uh, been his, his uh, MO of late. Chasing late, not really doing much. So I think, you know, he's got two wins at the distance. He can get it done just about every single uh, weather, sort of weather conditions. So I was about to say, the Doncaster Mile, he probably just handled the track conditions the best. It was a heavy nine. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. When you look at him... Still came eighth out of 20. Yeah. I don't know. I, I reckon pretender, but he's probably one of the pretenders that if he gets up, just about the whole industry is going to be like, oh, he was the forgotten horse. You're going to find about 20 people who are like, I was on. I'm a genius. Didn't you know that he ran these times behind this horse? He yeah, was yeah. always winning. Um, but, yeah, we move to Hu Yamal, Timmy Clark on board, Gay Waterhouse trained. Here's an interesting one, mate. I've got him listed as a contender. What have you got him listed as? I've got him as a pretender. I just don't see how he can win a Caulfield Cup. He's coming from like, – he's a, he's a good horse. I do love him. But I just don't see how he can come out here and, um, and win a Caulfield Cup. I just don't think the form lines read too well. It's Montefilia. It's like I was already edgy on Montefilia and I've given Montefilia a chance. So, yeah. Um, it's, can, it's you've me and you've done the opposite here. You said she can't do it, um, Montefilia, but Huyamal can do it, and I say that's a fair enough call. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go uh, pretender. It's a fair enough call that I'm saying the form behind a pretender could potentially win a Caulfield Cup, but we know he's going to get the different uh, the distance. He's won up to uh, 2800 meters. Um, we also know that he's probably going to go to the front. So if we end up with a track that prefers that on-pace uh, horse, he's probably going to find himself there. He'll probably be top of the midfield, back of the leaders, if not right up there with them. So, I don't know. Every single one of his runs, apart from that last one, has screamed wanted more ground. Yeah. So, I think maybe the fact that he's up to 2,400 now could really bring the best out of him. But, yeah, uh, he's another one where I think slight contender. Uh, as we move to... 11, right you are. Another one that I've got as a pretender, but boy, I wish I could have him as a contender because I love him to bits, but I just don't think he's a Caulfield Cup winning horse. Yeah, 100%. I think um, a lot of these next ones are going to be pretenders, in my opinion. Mark my words, right you are is going to win a good race one day, but I just don't think it's going to be a Caulfield Cup. No. Because he's gutsy. He's going to be there or thereabouts. If you want a roughie to throw in I don't know. If you want a roughie to throw into your first fours, chuck him in. But I just don't think that's ballsy, man. Like you can't you can't say that about every horse. I, just, I don't know. Finished what eight lengths behind Gold Trip. It's too old, man. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Seven years old. We move to a misery. Now this is the interesting one here. Hundred to one. Like he's a hundred to one. Bro, you are backing every horse. I'm here. not backing him. I'm saying he's a pretender. But I want to get your thoughts on why he's a hundred to one considering he won the Geelong Cup last year by a nice margin as well, over 2,400 metres, of course, and then came second behind Goldtrip in a Melbourne Cup. I know he's fallen off a bit of a cliff lately, but, I mean, considering he's a Melbourne Cup-placed horse, a bit weird he's 100 to 1, don't you think? Yeah, he's definitely a roughie. He's definitely... I would have had him at 40s, but, yeah, I mean, still no chance. 
I, I, that's all I wanted to talk about. I don't think he's going to win, but I just think the market's a know, bit bro. weird you, there, man. I reckon every horse so far can win and is your best pretender. That's what I've heard so far. Okay, okay. Uh, Goldman, Linda Meach on board, Waterhouse and Bot Trained. No. Uh, I want him more in a Melbourne Cup than a Caulfield Cup. That's all I'll say. Pretender here, he's more of a bet in the Melbourne. Um, Okita Sushi, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Another international raider coming over, Karen McAvoy on board. $27 to win currently. What are your thoughts, mate? I reckon this is one of your better roughy chances, in my opinion. 51.5 kilos always benefits. Give me a bit of Animo vibes for the Cox Plate a couple of years, couple of years back, probably carrying two those, years now. Carrying those feathers. Yeah, it's big. In a big race like this, it um it, it makes some ground, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one at the distance. Um yeah, if you really want to have a real value play punters, I'm going to go um, contender, $34 chance, uh, sushi. The sushi, the sushi, the sushi roll. Jeez, if only Darren sushi Flindell, hub. If only Darren Flindell called in Sydney, I mean in Melbourne, the call he'd come up with for a horse called Akita Sushi would just be fantastic. Uh, I'm with you as well. I reckon he's probably one of the better roughies that you could, um, if you're looking for some money. Wait on, oh. which one? Sushi... Um, Duke, dis- uh, all of them, literally all of them. I, I, I have not said they're all good roughies. <laughs> Come on, man. Whatever, me, bro. What about fame? I'll, I'll let you talk about fame because I know it's one of your favorite horses as well. It's not just, one of my favorite horses. You got a, ch- it's got a chance. Apparently, punters. Nah, no chance here. Pretender. I don't see how a horse that was finishing four lengths off the likes of a Carini, as well as uh, five lengths off an Ain't No Deal Done, would be winning a Caulfield Cup. Uh, very strange that he even gets a run here, I think. 150 to 1 for a reason. Uh, I think it's just a Hail Mary play from Moody. Uh, Thoughts, Nick? No, no chance. Uh, um, Bois de Jant. Nope. Uh, I mean, I feel good for Winona Costin getting a Caulfield Cup ride. I don't think she'll be winning, but good on her. Like, that's really cool to see. But, uh, yeah, Bois de Jant not winning a Caulfield Cup. 50.5 kilos. Gee, very lightweight. I mean, but... Shouldn't be threatening these big horses. Um, Spirit Ridge, 17th horse in the field, 50 and a half kilos. Thoughts? No. I had him as a contender before last weekend off the just fine form because, I mean, really challenged just fine in a metropolitan. Like, only got the bob of the head in the end, did just fine. Um, also challenged military mission in the Newcastle cup once military mission got up i was like yeah okay spirit ridge is really starting to come into it for this caulfield cup and then just fine came out and fell flat on his face yes just fine did come to the end of his prep he's off to the uh paddock now no melbourne cup for him but still i the form doesn't read as good as it was going to be if he ran strongly in that race so yeah pretender now but definitely has Form lines that looks good on paper, but I don't think it'll measure up in the end. Um, as we move to Valiant King, 18th horse, uh, the last of the horses before we get into the one emergency. What are your thoughts? 50 kilos, always a positive punters, $18. Um, look, I can you can entertain a bet, but I don't think it's going to win. So I'll go pretender. But if someone came up to me and told me they're on Valiant King, I'd shake their hand and say, "Fair enough." If you if you read into it enough and you really believe, I can see why. 
But um, personally, I think there's better chances, so I'll go pretender. I'm going to say contender here. Just like every other horse in this yeah, race. Funny, man. I think I've only beaten contender on like five horses, man. All five, right, six bro. horses. All right, man. Um, 50 kilos, peanuts. Jamie Carr, she's very out of form, but if she's going to you know, run her way back into form, what a way to do it in a Caulfield Cup. Um, the barrier, I don't love it. As we mentioned, it's never produced a winner. Um, but, I mean, if you look through the form lines, again, I don't know a whole lot about European racing. But I do know that Desert Hero was considered a very strong Melbourne Cup chance before they cons- um, they confirmed he wasn't coming. And then Vauban is, of course, the Melbourne Cup favourite currently. This horse finished within a length of both of them in two separate starts and over the 2,400 metre distance. So if he is matching it with two of the best horses in Europe that were considered top Melbourne Cup chances to come over here. I know there's an 800 metre difference there, Caulfield and Melbourne Cup, but it was over the 2,400 metres here. Surely that is really strong form lines to bring in here. And at 50 kilos, charging late, I would not be shocked in the least to see him get up. So I think he's probably my top international chance at $18, did you say the price was? Yeah. Considering those form lines, I reckon he's the, the best international chance in the race. Um, and then United Nations, mate, thoughts? Uh, it's not going to get a chance. Needs a scratching to get in, which you don't think really happens. Um, uh, yeah, and if it got in, wouldn't be winning. Um, the flux is moving pretty strong right now, punters. I mean, yeah, we're recording this just about half an hour, punters, after the barrier draws occurred. Whitey's gone out to 23. So money is being Spirit thrown Ridge around. Is in, Spirit, Spirit Ridge is into 41. Money's being thrown around like crazy right now as everyone's trying to get on Everyone for the big sitting, prices. Sitting pretty similar. Sushi's gone down to 27 from 34. Yeah, it's it's all pretty much sitting there. The, the mystery's gone up from 90 to 100, so... The only, the only big one I'm looking at, like you said, is that uh, that Guardi drift. 17's into 23. Maybe that's because of the barrier. Yeah, I'd say so. But um, And without a fight as well... Um, is coming in, you know, it's coming in from nines into seven fifties now. Gold trips moving up and down. Yeah, gold trips anywhere from four eighty to five twenty. So I mean, if you really like him, you know, try and snag a five twenty, five fifty if you see it. Five fifty is where I'd probably bottom price for him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So we've gone through. We've said who we think are pretenders. We said who we think are contenders. So Nick. Who is your top tip in the race? Where's oh. your money going? I'm going the Guardi, bro. The Guard. Yeah, going the Guardi. Um, yeah, I spoke about it before. I think it's um, your best value play, $23 now at the moment. I'm probably going to go jump on that right now, punters. Uh, pretty happy with that, to be honest. So, yeah, $23. Um, yeah, it's been really prepping for the Cups. Looking nice. Said about it. Talked about it before. But... um. It's going to be mine, my tip for the cup. Yeah, I'm going to go without a fight here. Um, I said after the Underwood follow it into a Caulfield Cup, it didn't get going till late because it got trapped on that fence. I don't think from that seventh barrier it should find itself on the fence here. I think it should sit amongst the midfield. Zara, like I discussed, knows how to get it done in these big races. He should just sit amongst the pack, pop him out wide late, and hopefully run over the top of him. And, you know, you've got your 55 and a half kilos compared to those other horses that'll be flying late, like your gold trips, who are 58 and a half. So I think that weight swing really helps there. 
But yeah, without a fight, seven dollars fifty to win currently, two dollars sixty to place. If you can get a slice of those nines that went up about fifteen minutes ago, if it drifts back out, make sure to get on. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy with a seven dollar fifty, two dollars sixty to place. I think that's about where I'd have him because I think he is um, one of the top chances. I but like I'm I'm struggling to see how there's a four dollar eighty favorite in this race. I know Gold Trips running the Turnbull was good, but I mean it's just so wide. It's such an open race. I mean, Gold Trip might come out and win by three and justify the price, but it's you know these these cups are where you get the value and four dollars eighty. I don't know, man. Not with me. Um, okay. As we did with the Everest, you almost got the top four. You left out Private Eye, though. Mate, I backed a winner. Don't... Okay. Come on, mate. You didn't back a winner all day. Yeah. Okay. True. Um. <laughs> Anywhere in the country. Not one bet. No. <laughs> got on Amelia's Jewel. The horse he hated. And I lost. We'll talk about... We, we've already talked about it, but... Um, um, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Back to it. Uh, your top four. Who's the first four horses over the line? Guardi, without a fight. Solcum, and I'm gonna. I'll put. I'll put sushi in there. Okay, I'm gonna go without a fight. First over the line, coming in second place will be Solcum. Third place, the Guard. Go the Guard. And then uh, fourth place, I will say the Trip. But I think him and Valiant King are gonna be. Bees dick close when it comes to fourth and fifth. I think those two will be charging home very late and will get very close. Might be a photo finish for fourth, but uh, yeah, that's my top four. Cool. All right, mate. So is there any other plays along the cu- the cup that you want to have a play on? Or is um, just having the win each way bet on Francesco Guardi and the top four bet? Anything else that you like the look of? Maybe one for a place? Maybe anything else? If Depending on the prices, punters, I might release something else if um, something goes in. But at the moment, I'm just sticking with the guard. All right, fair enough. Uh, we'll remind you, punters, that if you want to get on our tips, make sure, follow us on Dabble. Um, we said it earlier in the show, but we'll just remind you. Dabble, Aussie made bookie, changing the game of gambling right now. Link in the show notes, download the Dabble app and use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you so you can get on all of our bets in the Caulfield Cup and around the country on Caulfield Cup Day. Uh, And make sure when doing so, do so responsibly. Think about what you could be buying instead and set a deposit limit. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes... 